Thanks for listening to The Wreck, everybody. This is Joseph Malord. Today, we are previewing Liverpool's season a day before they play away at Watford. There's a lot of interesting storylines surrounding the team right now, not only the first game, but a few transfer stories and the Champions League tie next week, of course. So today, to help me with that, Adam Silvers, old co-worker, now with Newsweek, no longer with Elite Daily, but most importantly, as big a Liverpool fan as me. So here's me and Adam, 25 minutes, short preview, but we got into a lot. Let's go. All right, so Adam, I have to start with Liverpool's big move today, signing Ryan Kent to a five-year deal. Massive, massive for the club. Yeah. Uh, besides that, what have we been doing this summer? This like, summer? Um, <laughs> the synopsis of Liverpool Twitter has pretty much been uh, wake up, um, pray for Virgil van Dijk announced, uh, pray for Keita announced, which has gone out the window at this point. Yeah, that's not um, And then... And then this uh, past week and change, obviously, it's been a God, please, no, don't sell Coutinho. It's the apocalypse. Okay, so it looks like the apocalypse is not going to happen. That's the good part. Indeed. Indeed. That's the good part. The bad part is it doesn't look like we're doing anything else. No. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the same where we were at in July. Um, And if you're really thinking differently, I mean, I don't want to say, you know, you're diluted, but... I just, you know, that's how this club is pretty much operated, you know, and it, it may be a new, you know, way under Klopp, but, uh, I mean, there's definitely a, a difference there in, in mentality between Klopp and FSG, um, and good for Klopp for not really letting on about it, but I just think that behind closed doors, there's definitely a difference in philosophy. I think Klopp is, is angry that we don't go after these players and, and just get them like the other clubs seem to be able to do so easily. Yeah, so I have to say that when FSG first came to Liverpool, I wasn't one of the ones that like jumped on their backs immediately, but now looking at everything in retrospect, I'm literally just like trying to wonder what the heck has been going on with them because there has not been any type of consistent strategy when it comes to buying in the summer. There has been no nowhere near nowhere near close to anything resembling Moneyball or any like getting one up on the rest of the league. Never have we done that. We've actually done the kind of opposite. You already know how I feel about our transfer business. I feel as though we've repeatedly gotten uh, gypped. So it's, it's true. It seems that when we do tend to splash the cash, it's, um, it's, it's not done strategically and it, it doesn't really, really pan out. I mean, I do think that throughout all this, though, I think that the Salah signing has kind of gone under the radar, if anything. Um, I've read reports from him from his time in, in Roma too, and it, it really seems like it's a player who's only uh, developed on. And I really think he's he's going to be. It's a different player than he was with Chelsea in the Premier League, and I think teams are going to see that this year. And and I so I am I am pleased with that. It's not um, it's not the marquee one that maybe everyone was hoping for, but I think uh, we've slightly undersold it a bit. I think it's going to be. I think he's going to be huge for the, the squad this year. Yo, so I have to say, actually, that signing is huge to me. I mean, I wasn't exactly thrilled about the fee at the beginning as i you already know i never am (laughs) but no i'm just modern day football yeah but i'm just trying to think to myself when's the last time liverpool on both flanks had two players that had blistering pace i cannot remember i literally cannot remember it's it's unreal i mean i know you know people are going to say it's only preseason you know you know take it easy but i mean i watched a good chunk of uh that game against Bayern in the audi cup of uh last week and um it was it was sublime. I mean, they made Moreno look like a world class left back. So I mean, I think that tells you all you need to know. But yeah, watching these guys down the flank, uh, Salah and Mane, it's gonna be it's gonna be heavy metal football to the max. I mean, 
But, uh, you know, the attack has never really been the problem, at least in the last, you know, few years. So it's going to be the same issues, you know, once once they once they are issues. It's defense and it's those key moments. Yeah, uh, I will say the other important thing about Salah coming is that Coutinho can play in the midfield more. Um, I don't like seeing Coutinho out on the left wing. I never. I mean, he he's always gonna he's always gonna do well for you, but I, I really don't don't like seeing that. Um, but here's the thing that bothers me about Salah, and it's not really about anything pertaining to this year. But Liverpool seems to have this habit of making signings like two years, two three years too late. Roberto, yeah. Roberto Firmino, the year that he actually transferred to Liverpool, people were talking about his fee being, you know, 15, 15 million um, pounds. Next thing you know, the next year, we're buying him for double that price and only after Raheem Sterling gets sold to Manchester City. Mohamed Salah, we got him this year for, what, 40 million pounds, and he was really supposed to be uh, supposed to be signed the year that Liverpool were going after the title. Which, which right. they probably would have probably got the title if they would have been able to do it the first time around. So it's 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 that frust- that frustrating um, that frustrating habit that that's that's getting at to me, at me. But you already know, like I said, I'm a transfer window curmudgeon. The one thing I have to say though is that we're on opposite sides of the Van Dyke argument. We are on opposite sides of the Van Dyke argument. I just think our our biggest issues have have been in defense um, in the last couple of seasons, and I just. I don't trust Dejan Lovren as far as I can throw him, and Matip seems to be a bit injury prone. And then you turn around, and you're looking at, you know, Gomez and Klavan as a center back pairing, and I just that scares the, sh- the hell out of me. You make a good argument. That was a. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess my thing is, I don't. I guess I'm I'm falling under the assumption that many people have in 2017, which is. Which center back is really worth the money? You know, like what's when's the last time that a center back got bought for a whole bunch of money and you're like, okay, he's definitely rock solid. Like we could look at literally every single signing that Manchester City has made. Uh, we could look at David Luiz. We could look at like everyone, and it's like at the end of the day, sometimes I feel as though like you would rather take your chances with somebody that's able to do a job and then have the coach compensate with a good game game plan. And we do have a good coach. That's 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 the thing that I'm thinking because, I, I like for sixty million, I just don't see it. Maybe that's not just me being naive, but that's where I'm coming from on this. No, I I, to, I totally understand that. And to to answer your question, though, I will say that Gary Cahill has to be one of the the better center half signings in in recent memory in the that, Premier League at least. That, that was an amazing signing, actually. That was only seven million. Unbelievable, unbelievable bit of business, but. Um, you know, in terms of the fee for Van Dyke, I you know I would just say, a look around because I mean you have if you have Kyle Walker going for fifty million, it's it's just there is no, I don't know what what's what's ridiculous at this point. You know, I, nothing is ridiculous, and and that's not to, to disagree with you, but it, and also agreeing with your earlier point about what Liverpool does with this missing the kind of first bite of the cherry. I mean, why weren't you know they inform from Celtic? You know, why do we have to wait for him to come to the Prem with Southampton? And now the fee is, you know, arguably three times, if not more, what it could have been. Wait, by the way, yo, why is Southampton so ungrateful? Like, you would have think after all the business we've done with them, you know, they could we could have had some dis- uh, loyalty discount. Some we got a frequent flyers card. Like, I, yeah, I, mean, like I, don't, some, I, don't, I don't understand. Like, buy three, get the next one 25% off. Like, it, nah, they it, just keep, it, it just keeps getting worse. 
I mean, Jose Font, they let go out the window. It's, it just seems like every player that Liverpool wants, it becomes this huge thing in the media, and it, it's impossible to get. I mean, I wake up this morning to, you know, United five-year deal with Serge Aurier, and I said, this hasn't even been talked about that much in the media, and it just gets done. Every and other club seems to be able to just get it done. And if there's any club that needs a left back, I mean, come on. I'm tight. Yeah, I'm tight about it. Exactly. Uh, a lot of people have United finishing second. I'm very sick about it. Yes, and that's the other thing that has to concern any Liverpool fan right now is the fact that other teams have legitimately improved. So, yeah, oh, well, I mean, well, it's may, not may, just our lack of doing stuff. It's yeah. the t- clubs around us doing things. Yeah, exactly. So Liverpool w- was close to taking the third spot, and Manchester City just spent uh, what they do every every year. They spent all, all of their money. Now, like you, like you said, I agree. Kyle Walker is one of the most ridiculous signings I've ever seen. Um, it's actually up there for me with Andy Carroll at thirty-five million. Like, and plus the fact that they bought three fullbacks at the same time at, uh, this summer. There, there's no such thing as money over there. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you're right about that. But uh, and, and there's no such thing as financial fair play either. So yeah, that you remember that? You remember that? <laughs> my my goodness. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's 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 the thing that that concerns me because, um, you know. To Klopp's credit, he did finish over two squads that were better than his last season. Yeah. But for all the jokes that we can say about Arsenal, Arsenal does finish fourth. That's what Arsene Finger does. You know, he missed it by one point last season, but he has Lacazette now. He has a good striker, a better upgrade than Giroud at the most important position in every single team. Agreed. And, and they that still have another... Ozil and Alexis, so. Yeah, and that's another signing, you know, that's kind of gone. It's like they wanted Lacazette, they went out and they got him. You know, it's just I don't understand why it's such uh, an issue. It seems when it <laughs> when it comes to Liverpool, I know every team is going to bemoan uh, missed opportunities and failures, but I mean, you look around and every club, and again, not to undercut the Salah signing, but you look around and every club has picked up, you know, arguably a talismanic player for their position, and that's uh, it's a scary thing to see. Well, it's not only that, but going back to the United, Lukaku and Matic, I couldn't think of two better players for Jose Mourinho to sign. This summer. I, I don't I don't understand how Chelsea lets we talk about Southampton doesn't want to give up Van Dyke. I don't I don't see how Chelsea lets Matic go in this window. Yeah, that, that's crazy. I mean, guess he wants to play for his old manager. Um, but we have another problem on our hands. So coming up this week, Liverpool is playing Hoffenheim on Tuesday away in Germany. Literally, yes. literally the literally the toughest draw that we could have possibly gotten. Classic Liverpool fashion. <laughs> Um, I I was uh, talking to a, a friend of mine, uh, John Harding, uh, on another podca- podcast. And he was he was basically saying that it would really be no big upset if Hoffenheim won. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like they finished in the top four comfortably last season, two points behind Thir- Dortmund, thirteen points above, thirteen uh, points ahead. And, and you know, they they were just they. I mean, they they did well. Like they were tact- tactically flexible, um, played three at the back. Uh, third highest possession in the league behind Dortmund and Bayern. Um, yeah. No, I'm shook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm legitimately shook. Let the record shook. show. I'm the, record show. I'm the least amount of confident, and I could just, I could just see it all going out the window. Champions League in the course of a week, and that that scares exactly. the hell out of me. After, after after the team went like for a grind, game one to the last to make Champions League by a single point, like it really could go away like that. You know, it's one of those things where 
like you said, I mean, they grinded that out, and it, it was so hard just to get to the playoff. Let's say, worst-case scenario, they lose the playoff. And, I mean, it's only getting harder. You know, that's the thing. It's like, if we finish top four barely with last year's squad, you know, without, I, I don't know, I thought without at least two or three huge signings this summer, I, I just feel like it's going to be impossible to dent that top four. So here's the thing that gives me optimism. First off, last year, it it really did amaze me how well Liverpool did from the jump. Um, was in the title race uh, near Christmas and we obviously know what happened. Mane went away. Sure. You know? Yeah, that um, is true. To make top four without Mane was, was huge. Yeah, ba- yeah. so that's what happened. So hopefully that won't happen this season again. And now, you know, there's Mane and Salah, which does add depth to the attack because I guess the front four would be Coutinho, uh, Firmino, Salah, and Mane. But then, you know, hopefully, hopefully, uh, after three years of basically doing nothing, we could uh, expect something from Daniel Sturridge again. Um, who knows what Salah you know, is going to do. Like that's The attacking th- options from the bench, are, are they're, they're not limited by any means, assuming everyone's healthy. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Sturridge, but and you're not a big fan of this guy, but I, I really think um, I see a quality player in Duakarigi, and uh, I see a strong striker as well. Got a bit of that, um, I don't know, I don't know, Lukaku-esque. I don't know, He's, he's no one's Lukaku, but... He's a strong player. He's a skilled player as well. I think he changes the game when, when he comes in. And to, to be able to bring a striker like that in in the 65th and the 70th minute to kind of change it up, give you maybe a little more of a an out now uh, number nine, I think you know he's going to be used a lot for Klopp, especially – I mean, we know Sturridge isn't going to stay healthy the entirety of the season. So, I mean, Origi's next, if not ahead of him already, in the pecking order for strikers off the bench. Yeah, but when he's healthy, he's so good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know when's the last time I've seen Daniel Sturridge healthy, and I'm like, oh. He had a terrible game. Or, oh, he had a whack he, game. Never, he, never. That goal against Bayern in the Audi Cup last week was literally Daniel Sturridge encapsulated. <laughs> Scores a beautiful, beautiful chip, injures himself literally in the process. Grimaces before the ball even hits the back of the net. It's crazy. Uh, man, I, I, don't, I don't even know what to say. So, but going back to what I was saying about the way Liverpool started last season, you know, with that amazing win again at, at Arsenal, um, and like I said, staying into the title race, we can't forget the asterisk that was there for Brendan Rodgers when he had a title challenge himself, which was the fact that there was no Europe at the time. And sure. Arsenal was dealing with Europe. And Manchester United was dealing with Europe. And, you know, the one, the, the one asterisk for, for Manchester United's end last season is the fact that, yeah, they did finish sixth. But Jose Mario clearly made a calculation midway through the season that I can win this Europa League. Absolutely. So those are the things that I guess uh, uh, should be concerning. And... Just to run off the the first five fixtures in the Premier League, we have Watford away, Palace at home, um, Arsenal at home, Manchester City away, and I think Burnley af- after that. It's kind of a tough start. Yeah, it's a tough start, um, and it's obviously you can't tell me that the players aren't already obviously looking past Watford and and ahead to Tuesday, um, and obviously that's got to be somewhat on Klopp's mind too with the team selection to uh, have a game, you know. 72 hours or so after the Premier League opener. It sucks, but you know what? Um, better to be here than in Arsenal's shoes, in my opinion, in terms of you know having the opportunity to go to the group stages. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't want this, then you know we have to finish uh, third or better, and they didn't. So, in a sense, it's a good problem to have. Um, you know, we haven't had haven't had this uh, Champions League opportunity even in a few years, and that one, as you mentioned, under Rodgers with that ridiculous 2013-2014 uh, campaign. 
obviously that did not end well uh, in the group stages, especially with a very manageable group. So it, it's tough. But, um, you know, I really think that this could be one of those defining seasons for Liverpool. After finishing fourth last year, uh, the club's either going to take a huge step up or they're going to take one or two steps back. Because if we're sitting here again next summer talking about finishing fifth or sixth, getting bounced before, either before making it to the group stage or not making it through the group stage, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be really bad. It's gonna be really bad overall for the club. Well, that's the one thing um, that's in our favor is the fact that Klopp. It's another year for him. Um, and, Absolutely. And that's what I just really want to see. I just really want to see Jurgen Klopp in an away match in the Champions League. How he sets up, how he goes about about it. You know what I'm saying a tie away against Bayern, a tie away against Real Madrid, a tie away against Barcelona, Juventus, whoever. I want to see how he approaches that. Just as a football fan, if anything, never mind a Liverpool fan. Um, this tie does remind me of Arsenal a few years back when they got Udinese. Um, yeah. And, that, and, I think that's that's a good comparison. Yeah, and and they they took care of business, business there, so hopefully, um, you know, uh, we could do the same. Uh, where do you think we're gonna finish this year? Oh man, I mean, <laughs> I think I'd like to say third. You know, I'd like to say third, and I don't think that's being a too much of a homer either. I think it's certainly doable. I I, I not to ride the fence, but I really think. It could be third or sixth, and I think the difference in points is going to be the tightest it's ever been, really, in, in, in recent memory. I think one through six is going to be extremely competitive, which is obviously it's great for the league, and it's, it's great for NBCSN, and it, it's great for the product. But uh, I think it's going to be that tight, you know, and that's obviously, you know, you want to be you want that in a sense. You know, you don't want it to be a runaway, even if we one of the teams running away with it. Um, so I think, you know, third at best and, and sixth at worst. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, man. I've been going to the season really thinking that we're going to finish fifth. I, I, I really have yeah. been thinking that. Um, I thought it was going to be us and Tottenham because the, the whole thing with Tottenham that keeps making me laugh every single day that I see it is this idea that continuity enough is, is, is good enough for them. Like, I get it and I admire it. I am struggling to be that naive knowing the Premier League. <laughs> like, how long, do we, I, how long do we expect Pep Guardiola to underachieve? You know, how, yeah. how long, how long yeah. do we expect to choose, uh, Mourinho to not figure out the league, which is no, what I he agree. does, you know? I, I agree. I don't think you can – I mean, they literally don't make signings. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would love to see it work because uh, these, these transfer fees are getting out of hand. But, yeah, I've been I've been thinking fifth, to be honest. But, like I said, I've gotten more courage uh, throughout the past few days seeing that, that it looks like Coutinho is going to stay and um, – yeah, just remembering how the first half of last season went when we were healthy, um, and we have a better attack now just because of Salah alone. But That's they right. definitely That's have right. to. They have to make another signing, man. They have to. I like, mean, money aside, if they get Van Dyke, doesn't that kind of take you from fifth, fifth to, to third, having that stability at the back a bit? Yes, I, I would agree with you there. I would feel much better. So. So for me, that that's all that matters. I, I, I honestly, in today's in today's game, I mean, you know, FSG has it, so I don't even look at the price tags. Yeah, I really don't because it it doesn't matter. It it, tru- it truly doesn't matter. Yeah, you bring up oh. <laughs> you bring up a good point. It's not our money. <laughs> it's not our money. Don't be tight about the sixty the sixty mil because John Henry's got it. 
Yeah, yeah, he's he, he's definitely got it. The the people that have to be concerned about it are the people that go to the games week in and week out. They legitimately have have a concern about this because this sure yeah the, it, it's getting ridiculous. But and I guess this is the last point I have on transfers is I think we've been thin at midfield for years. Like we haven't made a like dynamic midfield signing in a while like somebody that you look at like Matic coming in or 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 the way Chelsea signed Conte or you know like it, it doesn't it doesn't even or even a Wanyama where where Tottenham got him and there was like a useful distinct player I look at someone someone like Genie last year and yeah. he felt more to me like just an all-around player with no one specific specialty which is definitely good but it still feels like we're one injury to Henderson, Chan, um, or Vinaldum away from just being in a problem. Because then, yeah, those are those are the times that you have to play Lalana in midfield, and that's something I don't like either. Yeah, I mean that's that's a it's a it's a great point. It's a, an extremely valid one, which I think is why maybe more so even than Van Dyke. I think Keita was was really yeah. what they needed this summer. Yeah. I mean, I think that would have given them, like you mentioned, just a different type of midfield that the club really hasn't had um, in some time. Um, almost like a like an old like Javier Mascherano, and it's like we we don't uh, we don't really have that kind of dynamic uh, midfield. You're right, and and we Henderson in recent years too used to be extremely reliable. He's got his injury roles as well, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah, having him out. I mean, it's it's very scary. Um, yeah, I don't really know what what Genie Wijnaldum is. I like him, but I'm not quite sure what he exactly, is. Exactly, exactly. That's the thing. I like him to score some big goals, score the goal to basically seal top four, score the goal to win against City at home, score other big goals, score the goal to Pops. to seal to seal the game against uh, Arsenal at home. You know, pops up at the right time. He yeah, has exactly. a knack for that, and, and that's and that's great. Um, but you know, he's not a number nine, so I. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's very, it's interesting. Yeah. What what number exactly is he? Is he a number eight? Is he a, you know, like it's it's hard to put a finger exactly on what Vinaldum is. Um, but yeah, yeah. Like for for years, I've been waiting for like a, like I said, a dynamic midfield signing, and it hasn't come. So I mean, that's the thing that scares me, and the fact that I still don't know exactly what the left back situation is. But other than that, the the left back situation. Um, I mean, I don't know if you want if you want to go there, but um, you know, we can talk starting starting 11s for you know this Saturday alone and I, I mean I think I think Moreno's clearly going to get that started left back it looks like he's going to get that started left back which kind of by the way the plus about that is it kind of helps with the midfield problem because James Milner is at the end of the day a midfielder as well even though he's kind of a utility player too for sure my worry is just you have the sweeping attack Moreno gets up he's all the way at the other in the attacking box and then know <laughs> who's back <laughs> yeah um that's that's definitely a problem, but uh, I mean, besides Moreno at left back, I mean, it seems like everything everything else is easy, no? Um, Coutinho, well, Mane, Coutinho, got, Mane, Firmino. It's Coutinho, it's Mane, Firmino, and Salah for me for sure. Exactly. Um, but you do have to consider somewhat the game on Tuesday. Right, I could see. Right, right. I mean, it's Watford too. You know, disrespect. Like I could see. I could see at Trent. I could see Trent getting a run out mm. um, at right back. Um, and I think for sure it's got to be Lovren and and Matip uh, if they're you know assuming they're they're both healthy. Who knows by the time Saturday rolls around? But yeah. if they're healthy. That's my center back pairing. It's it's the the best one we have at the moment. Um, so Coutinho, Salah, Firmino, uh, Firmino, Mane. Um, I mean, it's got to be Henderson also if he's healthy, mm-hmm. right? Um, 
And then I guess you're playing between Jeannie, uh, Emery Chan, and Lalana. Yeah, and Lalana's. I just realized is out for months. Is out. You're right. Yeah. You're right. What am I saying? So it's so between Jeannie and and Emery Chan. Um, I mean, Jeannie probably. It probably it's Jeannie for me. I it's interesting to see what Klopp does in that situation, and then if he does it there, does he do it again on Tuesday? I think would be the really interesting thing to watch. Right. Um, yeah. So. This Liverpool season is really, really in- interesting. Um, definitely Manchester City, uh, Chelsea, and United, once again, look like they are a class above within the top six. Um, they just do. Off, just off spending power alone. But like we mentioned earlier, uh, Liverpool beat a lot of those teams. Beat Chelsea at home last year. Beat Arsenal. Beat City. Um, you know, didn't lose to United. Yeah, I mean, say, say what you will, but if I'm a team and I have Coutinho, Salah, Firmino, and Mane bearing down on me, like, mm-hmm. I'm shook, yeah. you know? I mean, that that is one of the, you know, you're going to see brilliant, quick attacks from Liverpool this season. I mean, I'm excited for it. You know, it could could be somewhat reminiscent, uh, not quite, of 2013-14, where you're going to score three, we're just going to have to score five, um, because defense is still a question mark for me, but... um you know they're certainly going to make it exciting. There, I don't. You know I don't think they're going to get blown off the park in, in any game. And, but uh, I agree with you. I think it'll be the two. I think it'll be the two Manchester teams to finish one two. I really do. I think it'll be City, United, Chelsea, um, possibly Tottenham and Arsenal, Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, if we do have a season like uh, thirteen fourteen, then bet it was lit. <laughs> yeah, those, those, we'll be game, up there. Yeah. Those, those games are lit. All right, let's see see how it happens. We'll definitely talk about this again at some point. Absolutely. Absolutely.